You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have George Vandeventer joining us in the studio. Welcome, George. Thank you very much, Jason. It's good to have you here today, George. And um, you haven't travelled an awful long way to get here because you live um, on a boat on the Derwent River, I believe. It took me all of about five or seven minutes to get here. Awesome. waking up on the boat. And what a beautiful day it is. Um, here in Hobart, it's just a magic, perfect day. Blue skies, calm waters. And uh, and I knew all about that the moment I opened the hatches this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about uh, why you live on a boat, or just, just very briefly why you live on a boat, or where you live on a boat. I'll tell you the story in detail, but in essence it was... Uh yeah, somewhat by choice, but certainly not by choice now that it's been three years. Three years um, on a boat. Yeah, so, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So, George, um, I'm, I'm so glad you're here today. We've got our program Connecting the Dots, and really Connecting the Dots is about uh, how our faith works in practice, you know, real stories of people's lives, and uh, it's great to have people sharing their testimonies, and I guess this is your first time sharing something on Faith FM. It's my first time sharing anything on radio, Jason. Yeah, well, it's it's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we uh, get into the main program. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I am... I'm South African originally, Jason. I you don't really in, sound very South African, which is surprising. But I yeah. I could barely communicate in English when I came to to Melbourne yeah. when I was thirteen. So I had to change my accent very, very quickly and completely. And of course, at a young age, a teenage age, you can be adaptable. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I still turn the light switches off. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, okay, and uh, what do you do for work? I'm in tourism now, so that's a yeah, pretty big story over the last year and a half. Got a tourism business, but I was in finance in Melbourne, so finance for the last 10 years or so. Okay. And uh, do you have uh, family down here? or I came to Hobart not knowing a single soul. Yeah. So I had no family, but I've got my church family here. I've got some amazing friends, but my family live in Melbourne still. Melbourne and my mum's in regional Victoria. Awesome. Now, I do want to just uh, let you know that we've got our show number today, 0488880891. If this is your first time listening, that's our Tassie Encounters show number. It uh, can be used to claim a free book offer that we'll have later in the program. But if you've got any questions or feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you uh, as well today. Now, this is not a live program. This is a recorded program. But nevertheless, we do monitor those messages. So at any time, you can send in a message to us and we will get back to you on that. Um, we've also got our Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. They're two great ways that you can uh, listen to our programs, whether they be, you know, the, the live program that's going to air or, in fact, um, past episodes of our programs. You can catch up on past episodes of this program, Connecting the Dots, or any of our other Tassie Encounters programs or many other programs on Faith FM. So that's uh, faithfm.com.au is the website, and you can get the app from the App Store. So, George, um, we've titled your program, or you titled your program today, Do I Really Worship God or Merely Seek His Blessings? But 
We're going to get on to, I guess, why we've asked that question a little bit later. And that's something we'd like you to have a think about as well. Do I really worship God or am I really in it just to get the blessings yeah. out of it? So, but uh, tell us um, just a, a quick overview of what uh, you're going to be sharing today. Yeah, look, I want to run through um, my testimony, so my background uh, before I came to Tasmania. So me coming to Tasmania is pretty tied in with uh, finding Christ. So my testimony up until that point. And then how God led me to a relationship with Christ, so what he's done for me when I met him. And then I want to share some lessons from a life with and a life without God, mm. some things that I took from my experience. And then I want to just touch on my what I call my faith experiment, uh, a phrase that I stole from Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Bergen. Bergen yeah, yeah, on his program on Mondays, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you here sharing today, and I've I've heard a bit of your story before, and uh, I guess uh, that's why I asked you to come on because I think it's worth sharing. So, it's uh, it's certainly a privilege to have you here. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here. So, um, why don't we start at the beginning? I guess uh, where you grew up. You mentioned you came from South Africa. Yes, yeah, so I came from uh, came from South Africa. I was brought up Christian. Um, we went to yeah a, a Dutch Reformed church uh, in South Africa. Um, so look, I um, going to church was something we did until I was about ten years old, mm-hmm. um, and then my parents pulled us out. Uh, we stopped going to church, um, and the reason is they there's some some things we didn't quite, or that my parents didn't quite agree with uh, the way things were done. Um, and it's no, yeah, it's it's um, not a holistic issue uh, across all churches, um, but a there's certain values that in South Africa, you can imagine I was born in 82, so in the 80s was the back end of apartheid. There's mm. certain values that was um, rampant throughout that country at that stage that my parents didn't agree with. Mm. And it's not something uh, that they wanted us to, an environment they wanted us to grow up in. Point is, we stopped going to church and moved to Australia at the age of 13. Went to an Anglican school, but it was, you know, very mechanistic, uh, the um, the faith side. So, so you, you had a bit of a background in bit of a background, in, in but faith, really but no relationship yeah. with Christ. It was mechanistic, but really, it's it's uh, it. There was no no relationship and no real knowledge of Christ either. So, I would say from the age of ten, really, I had I had very little knowledge um, and certainly relationship with Christ. So yeah. then went through without going into the details of it which sort of don't matter but went through a very difficult patch in my <clears throat> excuse me in my early 20s so i started searching um and you looked and, at so this time had you sort of abandoned your faith entirely or oh, i look entirely yeah yeah there yeah. was yeah not not atheist because and the reason i'm not i wasn't atheist is you look at you look at the world and you think there's got to be something out there. Mm. You look at the complexities in biology, and I mean, where did where did we come from, and then where did that come from? Where, did, where, where what's right at the beginning? Mm. So the point is, there was something out there, and I've seen there's spiritual experiences. People, there's got to be something that explains this. And I go, well, okay, so maybe let's look at Christianity. Surely that can't and, be it. And you weren't entirely satisfied with your previous uh, Christian experience, no, so at, you went searching for other things. Look at the horrible things that have been done, mm. so-called in the name mm. of God. Yeah. Um, look at these, the horrible things that you can, that people have used uh, that faith to, um, to to justify horrible things that mm. humans have done. So that couldn't have been it. So yeah. I kept I kept searching, and that's where I landed onto this occult. 
um, belief system that I found in my late 20s, mid, mid to late 20s. And that's, yeah, I've got pretty heavily into that. Um, you know, I've done past life regression hypnosis, um, life between lives regression hypnosis, seen mediators connected with higher self through meditation. I was really into that for a, for a good period of time. And that made me... Um, yeah, that made me pretty happy for a while. You, you found what you think, well, what I at that stage knew as truth, um, and it really encouraged me for a while. Um, but what that paradigm taught was that, and what I executed, what I tried, what I did, was to think positively. So ask, believe, receive. Think positively, and good things will happen to you. Mm. But then the 2008 financial crisis hit. So we had a, at that stage a family business um, where we, uh, my dad invented a, it's an environmentally friendly concrete, a low CO2 concrete called geopolymers. Um, and we were about to raise a whole bunch of money to get this thing started. And then the 2008 financial crisis hit, that all fell flat. My marriage broke down, my wife cheated on me and left. And all of this was really interesting because if you think positively, and you meditate how, and you how, do the right things. How was all this happening? That shouldn't happen. <laughs> so so the, I guess the newfound um, understanding in these, uh, I guess you'd call it new age uh, philosophies, Absolutely, yeah. wasn't really playing out it the way it was out. meant to. Yeah. Or I, would, well, I must have been doing something wrong mm. to attract these bad things happening to me. Mm. And I, <laughs> I really did soul searching. That I don't know what I was doing wrong, but the mm. bad things kept happening to me and they kept getting worse. Mm. Um, so that the, the divorce um, happened in 2016, and the way I responded to it, which you know, because it's a me, me, me uh, uh, value system, so I did the best I could, which is to just throw myself into work and uh, worked hard. I partied harder. I got my pilot license. I got the top um, designation as an investment advisor, the certified financial planning designation. Um, I bought the sports car, mm. so early, early, early midlife crisis <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah, early midlife crisis. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, so uh, how are you feeling at this point in time in your life? Uh, look, I was, um, I was managing, yeah, I think it was about $150 million of client funds, doing well in the career. I've got the toys, got a pilot license, so everything. You, you, the pilot license was a dream. I should have been on top of the world. So you you were sort of uh, achieving success. You were, you were mm. ticking all the goals. Yeah. You, you were kicking the goals. I was kicking goals, yeah. But how did you feel? Um, empty. Right. Um, it uh, it was yeah quite surprising that I, I felt without purpose. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so in 2019, I was in a position where career-wise I could take a break. Um, financially, I could afford it then. And, um, yeah, I knew, knew I needed a change. We're going to keep exploring that after the break. Um, we've got this question that really is the title of our program today. Do I really worship God or merely seek his blessings? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. Contemplate this question as we listen to this song by Caroline Cobb. It's called Find Rest. Are you weary? Are you weary? Are you tired beneath your heavy load? Are you weighed down and at last confessed? 
cannot carry this burden on your own. Find a rest. Find a rest for your soul. I'll walk beside you. Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with George Vandervanter, and he's sharing some of his uh, testimony on, uh, I guess, how he came to Christ. 
And uh, before the break, we did ask you this question. Do I really worship God or merely seek his blessings? And that's an interesting question uh, that we are exploring today, I guess, and something that uh, I guess George has been exploring through his life as well. Now, uh, George, before the break, you mentioned that uh, you got a pilot's license. And while we were talking during the music break, you said uh, you have no uh, anxiousness or nervousness when you're flying the plane and landing the plane. But the moment you have to get on the radio on the plane while you're flying, you get nervous. I'll stall, I'll stall the plane. I'll, I'll land the plane. I'll do all kinds of maneuvers. But uh, as soon as you hit that radio button, yeah, that's when the heart starts pounding. <laughs> and here we are on radio. <laughs> There's really nothing to be scared of, so it's all good. But um, anyway, we I think we ended up in uh, in your story at about um, uh, 2019 when uh, you were still feeling a bit empty after you'd made lots of success. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that, uh, or perhaps you haven't mentioned, I can't remember, but um, I think you bought a yacht. You I did. To go I did. I did. So I yeah ran ran the numbers. I, the reason I wanted to take a career break in 2020, um, it was just supposed to be one year off, was to get my commercial pilot license. So I had my private. And I wanted to get a commercial. I bought the yacht because I ran the numbers and I said, well, it's actually going to be cheaper to live on the yacht and then sell it again. Mm. Um, so I didn't intend to live on there for three years now, just the one year. Um, yeah. So bought the yacht, sailed down to um, Tasmania, and the reason is you know. Coming to Tasmania was actually not all that well considered. I did it because it's pretty, it's close to Melbourne where I was. Um, the waterways are cool, but really it's a good place to learn to fly and it's a wonderful place to hike because I'm a very, very keen hiker. So, so this, this is where you actually did your pilot's license? This is where it? I, yeah, for the, yeah. Awesome, I okay. Started, started my commercial license uh, here. Um so as I said, the, the idea was to stay here for a few months, get my get my license, um, and then sail up to up the east coast uh, to the Whitsundays, party there for a while, and then sail back and resume the career in Melbourne. Um, I'm guessing um, God maybe had different plans for you. God certainly had different plans <laughs> for all uh, of us. Not even three months in. One month after I got here, I remember we went walking on the south coast track. We came back from that week away, and there was this thing called COVID that mm. was out. So. Batten down the hatches, and um, yeah, turned out that I stayed here. Couldn't couldn't go sailing up north. Couldn't go back to Melbourne, nor did I really want to go back to Melbourne with what was going on there. Mm. So you were locked down here in COVID. Um, I think you mentioned that uh, a couple of times in your journey, and I don't know that um, we talked about this before, but that you had an opportunity, I guess, to get to know God again. But uh, the first time, I so think, was during uh, or after, after your divorce. After the divorce, um, obviously, that that's a very difficult thing to go through. It is. Um, a friend of mine invited me to go to church. I went to church with her on, on a Sunday. Um, but it just, yeah, I didn't want to open that door. I wasn't comfortable with it. Um, I felt very much Jesus knocked on my door then for the first time. But uh, yeah, didn't want to looking, certainly, looking certainly didn't want to open it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it sort of because of you know you'd been there and done that and you'd you'd turned away from that, or was it just you just weren't in the right place? I've been there and done that. I know what Christianity is about. That's yeah. not it. It's um, yeah. I, I think that was what's going on in my mind. So this time round, um, I feel as I was now very much staying in Tasmania. Uh, I have no idea sort of where the year is going to go with COVID. Uh, certainly it's not the year that I planned. 
And then Jesus knocked on my door again for the second time. And this time it's through um, a friend that has a particularly weird kind of faith. It's a weird Christianity. Um, for starters, they go to church on Saturdays. Mm. Um, and that's not that's not that's the Christianity not that, I, that I thought. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, it was interesting. I wasn't working in 2020. I knew coming to Hobart, no one. So at that point... Um, so how did you meet this friend? Uh, just, yeah, through through just social uh, channels going out. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I had time is the point I'm making. In 2020, I, I had a lot of time, a lot of time to read. Um, so as crowded as my life was in Melbourne, and I like life crowded, that's how cleared my schedule was in 2020. So I started picking up scriptures, and there's this Bible study called Focus on Prophecy, um, which I started reading because it's not that I wanted to get into a debate, but I wanted to have a chat with my friend about, like I said, I thought, all due respect, you can believe what you want, but you're wrong. Mm. So, and I'm going to show you how you're wrong because mm. I know the truth, the spiritual new age stuff that I know. I mean, that, that is that was the, the journey truth. that you're that is, on. Yep. So I'm going to show you where you're wrong. So yeah. I started reading prophecies, um, and I remember this very well because I sailed down to... Um, <laughs> It was the, I think, the 16th, 17th of July, 2020. Um, so July is winter in Tasmania. Sail cold, down to very cold time. There was 0. 0.9 degrees in the cabin when I woke up that morning in Eagle, wow. Eagle Hawk Neck. So just by the entrance of the Tasman Peninsula. Um, and you don't, yeah, you don't forget when it's almost zero degrees mm. inside the cabin. Mm. Um, and that's when I started reading this focus on prophecy. Um, and it just hit me out of the park as soon as I started reading um, about it was Daniel Revelation. Um, you start reading about the two thousand three hundred year prophecy in chapter eight, the especially the time times and a half a time, so the one thousand two hundred sixty year prophecy of chapter seven. Talking about these horrible things that I've noticed being done so-called in the name of God, mm. these things were prophesied 2,500 years ago. That, that to me, was an absolute game-changer. Mm. You learn about Babylon and um, these, this New Age belief system that I had. It's not New Age at all. It's been around for a it's long time. It's old age. It's old age. <laughs> it um, came yeah. from things like the Babylonian yeah. Period. Yep. Yep. And even even sometimes before that, one could argue. So it's not new age at all. So my heart was moved in an absolute instant. Mm. I sailed to Eagle Hawk Neck as a new age spiritualist, and I sailed back forty eight hours. It was it was two days I spent at Eagle Hawk, mm-hmm. just studying and reading, um, and I sailed back. And I've got to say, it, I was in tears. There was there's something that happened in me on that trip. I could not hold back the tears, and pretty much all the way, all the way back, um, as I as I returned to Hobart. So, what happened next? <laughs> so, this We've is got where of, got, got three minutes before we go to a break. This so. is um, so what God did w- once He led me to Christ. So I believe He took me away from my temptations in Melbourne. Going through this change, I was an absolute party animal. I led the charge. I was last man standing on nights out. Um, he led me away from those temptations. I even before I came to Christ, I stopped drinking and smoking, um, which is just an interesting coincidence how that coincided with this timing. So he led me away from my social circles. Abraham himself, I think, was um, was led out from the city that he was in. 
Um, so that's that, that I found interesting as well. Mm. I stopped swearing. I stopped. Um, yeah, a lot. A lot of basically don't uh, don't go out partying. Well, I don't go out partying at all anymore. That era of my life has completely, completely changed. Um, and of course, you're you're on a break at that time as well. Which from means your I had time to study. I had time to learn. I had to learn how to pray. I had time to look into this whole thing about the Earth being six thousand years old. I mean, that's crazy. Mm. Who would believe in that stuff? So I, I needed to. If you're going to trust the Bible, I needed to research this stuff, and I had the time to do so. So that to me was a, a huge shift as well to go from long age to the, this 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 young Earth. Um, uh, yeah, the philosophy and theory that the, that the Bible teaches. So, but I had time to do so. He supported me with God. Supported me with Christian friends. I never, I didn't seek out Christian friends, but it just so happens that basically all but two um, of two people of my Hobart social circles are Christian. Mm. So he gave me that. He circle, encircled me with Christian friends. So, so really, God put you in a place where. You could study. You had time. Mm. <laughs> you didn't have the distractions of your previous life. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd moved away from from the city, and here you were on a boat uh, with with uh, I guess a desire to continue searching. And, and it's interesting, isn't it, how God used a challenge for you, which was to um, prove somebody else wrong, that actually got you into your own Com- level of study. Completely backfired, and yeah. I was captivated but there's a few other things he i resigned from my job in august that year not Mm. knowing where i'm going to go and then a month later he introduced me to um, a guy that wanted to retire from a tourism business uh, which was random in itself and then um long story short a year after that i was i had a tourism business but no vehicles Mm. so the way he introduced that's a story in itself but the way he introduced those vehicles to me was, um, a, was a miracle. was a miracle in itself. We might come back and uh, listen to that little section after the break. Uh, this is uh, Sydney Wolverton with uh, Your Heart. And um, we wanted to ask that question, do I really worship God or merely seek his blessings? We'd love you to think about that today. Uh, but this is Your Heart by Sydney Wolverton. <laughs> Places that I know I've been before My friends all tell me, Sid, what you look for is already yours The treasure that you seek is waiting right outside your door Jesus, open my door Cause I want the way and I want the one I want the sun to shine Showing me the truth of your love That I'm the treasure of your heart The treasure of your heart Well, life will pick us up and drop us back down again But I'm not scared because tomorrow is in your hands Anyone can find the dirt in someone else's heart Help me be the one to find the gold right from the start Now help me start 
of your love That I'm the treasure of your heart is full of gold These places that I know could never ever hold This love, no, no wonder I am sold to this heart That I know knowing what you're gonna say to me Listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. So today we're talking with George Vandeventer on our series Connecting the Dots, and George has been talking about his, uh, I guess, journey to Christ. And uh, just before the break, we did. You mentioned the fact that when you were down in Tassie here and you were starting a new business. Um, something pretty special happened when you were trying to find, you had little money and uh, you were trying to find vehicles for your new business. Tell us about that. Yes, I, um, I had, a, had a tourism business uh, in September last year, but no vehicles of my own. And I didn't have the money to go buy the amount of vehicles and the quality of vehicles that I needed to run a tourism business. And for a tourism business, you need vehicles. You need vehicles. <laughs> I needed them. Um, so I remember having a, um, a catch-up with a friend of mine, and he suggested, why don't we go check out these um, few vehicles that are parked at Merdana. So I um, went to have a look at them, called. They were great quality. They looked fantastic. They've been sitting there for a few months, as far as we know. So I called up the real estate agent that sold that block, and they said, well, the property owner was going to buy them, but just that week called to say that they no longer want them mm. and that they're now for sale. And that, look, yeah, a few interactions, a few phone calls, but it turns out that they gave me the same deal as what those people would have bought it for, which ended up being about 40 cents in the dollar that I could buy these vehicles for. Mm. Um, and without that single event, this tourism business would have been that I'm now in would have been flat. So you were really seeing how God was sort of um, leading in your life. And, 100%. And looking after you, even though things weren't all that easy for you at the yeah, time. Yeah, 100%. You know, we were in the Mercury twice and in some articles that were no doing of my own. There's just a few things, little things that have been happening mm. that I could not explain. It's too much to just put it to randomness. Mm. So, George... Um, Tell us how, I guess, um, the next little period of your, your journey went and and how Scripture played a, an important part in some of this as well. Yeah, look, um, I wish uh, <coughs> those stories are, are pretty feel-good and, and nice and I could see God's hand in it, but, you know, I wish it was all sunshine and, and rainbows mm. um, after meeting Christ. Um, so I remember reading John 16, verse 33, where Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Um, so that to me was a bit of a warning not to not to just expect good things. Mm. So when I, and we are, I'm going back now to 2020, 
um, my aviation dreams, the reason I came and took the year off, came to Tassie, my avi- aviation dreams were completely squashed. They found um, six kidney stones in my kidneys, and that's a big no-no when you're flying a plane. <laughs> you right. don't want to land a plane with a kidney stone. Mm. Um, so there goes that passion. The, I was in a relationship in 2020 that ended quite brutally, um, so that was a lot of heartache. And financially... You know, I was, I was an investment advisor. Money was my measure of success. It was my ambitions. It was my, it was my false idol, without a doubt. Um, I lost everything in the crash um, early 2020. Um, so there goes the relationship, the passion of aviation, and every little bit of, um, of spare money that I had. Um, so that was, that was a pretty, pretty uncomfortable position to be in. And mm. all the while, I've got this new paradigm in 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 christ that i'm exploring hmm. so so through that um do you feel like there was some uh growing or learning to do i just had this feel had this feeling back then as i do now that god took away every bit of fi- false idol that i could have hmm. I couldn't. I was worshiping money. As I said, it was my. It was my. Um, it was my ambition. It was absolutely one of the most important things to me. That was taken away. Relationships. Anything that I could rely on mm. was taken away. All that I had was my relationship with Christ. That's mm. the only thing that I could um, have have hope in. Mm. Um, so this previous belief system that I had about. Um, yeah, uh, uh, having oh, thinking positively, oh, all the new age stuff. All the yep. new age stuff. Thinking, all you have to do is believe, and it will I happen. Believe, receiving. <laughs> that it, whereas, whereas now, all those things have been taken away. But there's a reason for it, mm. and there's a scriptural reason for it. In in that um, that God is trying to, I felt was trying to teach me how to rely on Him. Only. On Him. Yeah, I think that's a huge lesson that all of us have to learn. I've had to learn it. Uh, uh, in my life many times as well um, certainly you know in in financial areas and uh, in other areas of my life i've I've been through some health challenges and so I had to depend on on God so for for my life literally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that's it's an interesting um, it's an interesting uh, difference with Christianity that we we are saved by grace mm. not works i with with spirituality you are you are responsible for yourself you it, it's it's so works based you're responsible if something goes wrong that's on you if something goes right then you can pat yourself on the back so this you, is you, you, this you. is the new age sort of philosophy of um it's all about you basically it's, yep yeah. I, frank sinatra sings it well i did it my way mm. Mm. whereas with um with with uh this with christianity it teaches something really unique that no matter what you do, that's not enough. You mm. can we cannot by works save ourselves. You've got and a reference a, here in Ephesians, Ephesians two eight to two eight really resonated. Yeah. For by grace you have been saved through faith, mm. and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I mean that really stood out to me. Mm. It's not of works. It's it's well. It's of God's work, not our own. It's work. of God's works, not yeah. of not of our works. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which so, what that then incubates is a feeling of um, of care. I mean, here is a God that you can rely on, and that it's not just you. You're not just in this by yourself. Mm. 
God is there with you. So that's that's really what I um yeah what I took out of that as well. I, I love um, the New Living Translation. It says salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us mm. can boast about it. And then it goes on in verse ten: for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I love these. These are some of my favorite verses in scripture because uh, to me it, it preaches the gospel in three verses <laughs> that, uh, you know, we've been saved by his grace, not our works. And uh, not only that, that we are a work in progress. We've got a life to live and we've got a purpose. It says here so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. It tells us we've got a purpose. I was asked recently what God means to me. Mm. And it's a very broad question you can write books and books about. Um, but for me, God is, Jesus is my saviour. Jesus is my messiah. But God, God is my purpose. Mm. Um, and I think that is what, um, what Ephesians is lining out there. Mm. So in the world of, uh, I guess, um, positive thinking and, and uh, even in some Christian uh, scenarios or circles, there is this sort of prosperity gospel yeah. sort of concept. Um, what's been your experience in, in this area? Yeah, look, I mean, I was in the point in 2020 where um, I had nothing, no job, no money, another relationship that ended in heartache. Um, I had my boat, which is a, a roof over my head. Um, so God made sure that I had what I needed, mm. but no more. So <laughs> I really I had that, that relationship with, um, yeah, with, with Christ that I had to learn to... Um, yeah, to grow. So, for me, it was a, it was an exercise in trust. Mm. Um, Proverbs three verse eight says, um, sorry, Proverbs three verse five to six. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. So, I knew God wanted me to learn to put all my trust in Him. But that seemed like such a mammoth task when I could I couldn't see any path myself out of this mess that I was in. It's hard, isn't it, when you're in that situation where you can't see a way forward. But uh, you know, I've been a Christian all my life and I've been in circumstances where I've just not been able to see a way forward. But still those promises have given me uh, the ability to say, okay, I still trust you, God. You know, Can't see it, but I know you've got a plan in this somewhere, somehow. Yep. And I had to learn that. Hmm. Um, it's not something that came naturally to me. I We lived a life of trying to be in control, hmm. um, whereas here I had to very much learn to completely relinquish that uh, that control. Hmm. Um, you've got some other points here about uh, some other lessons yeah, that so you've for learned. Me, for me, um, the book of Job was uh, yeah, a huge part of my journey. Hmm. Um, so you've got a book of, of loss, a loss of everything. Hmm. Um, now... The job ended in reward, mm. so that's that's all. That's that's quite hunk, it's hunky dory when you can know things are going. But there, in, I, I just in my journey as well, you read about Abel, the first murder victim, um, and he made the right sacrifices to God. John the Baptist was used by God, um, and he was beheaded. There's a lot of horrible things that have happened to saints. Mm. So, do I look at what happened to them? Do I look at what happened with Job? Because Job ended well, but the other ones didn't. Mm. So, what's the lesson in this? So. Is God, and this is, goes to the topic that um, that the, we're talking about. The title about. of today, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, do I rely? Do, do do I fix up my faith because uh, Jesus will reward me? Yeah. Or do I 
do I have my faith, build my relationship with Christ to know him better? Yeah. Um, what's, what's important to me? What's my end goal here? It's almost like, you know, I'm in it because there's something I can get out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than I'm, I'm in it because of what God's done for me. Exactly. It, it's exactly. a different, different way of looking at it, isn't it? So I felt therein lied the lesson of what God was trying to teach me. Mm. What's the... what? What is the end goal? Am I trying to uh, seek prosperity? So mm-hmm. we talked about the prosperity Bible with some churches. Do I seek prosperity? Uh, is it ask, believe, receive like the new age was going to teach? Or am I genuinely and does he genuinely want me to get to know him? Yeah, absolutely. It's time for another break, but uh, it's time also for our book offer for today. Um George has chosen this book, Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple, and there's a reason for that. Give us a, uh, a quick uh, summary of why you chose this book. It's, uh, it, it was the catalyst for my, for my journey with Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can say for sure the prophecies of Daniel are amazing, and uh, they really solidified my faith when I uh, studied them and understood them. So for you, it was the, really the thing that, that changed your entire direction, wasn't it? 100%. Mm. So Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple. This is by Seth Pierce. Uh, we'll be giving away two copies of that book. Um, right after this break, we'll give you the code. This is Demi Moore and Ryan Bernardi with There Was Jesus. Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it there, but I could see it now There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it I couldn't see it There was Jesus Oh, this man who needs amazing kind of grace Forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay Shadows of the alleys. There was Jesus. 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we are finishing up our program with George Vandervender, who's been sharing quite a lot about his story and his journey to a relationship with Jesus. Uh, before the break, uh, we we uh, were talking about a book that um, oh, we we're talking about the book of Daniel in terms of the prophecies, and that's our book offer for today. It's called Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple. And we've got two copies of that to give away. So the code for today's book offer is CONNECT18, CONNECT18. Text that into 0488-880891. CONNECT18, 0488-880891. And uh, just before we went to the break, we were sort of addressing the title of today, Do I Really Worship God or Just Seek His Blessings? And that's sort of where you're at, wasn't it? You were... You were strive or struggling with this this idea of prosperity things hadn't been going so well for you <laughs> yeah answering the question why do why do bad things um happen to us mm. that's um that was uh, that was important to me and then yeah what's the is the purpose of my faith to not have bad things happen to me or is it to get to know get to know christ yeah for sure and so um we were also covering some of the lessons, and I guess uh, for you um, in your life, you know, you'd been doing things different ways, and this was a change for you. This was a change, and the biggest, yeah, the biggest change was um, to not do things my way, not to rely on myself, um, and that was, uh, yeah, that was that was a huge change to then truly learn how to trust God. Um, it's not something that came naturally to me. So for 37 years, I tried to do things to do things my way, but then I didn't plan to get divorced. I mm. didn't plan to certainly didn't plan to live on a boat for three years. Um, I didn't plan to stay in Tasmania. I hardly even planned to come to Tasmania. That was done on a whim, mm. um, and I found that I was worshiping the the wrong things. I was worshiping God's blessings. Not God. So, mm. you know, the, the the finances, relationships, hobbies. And I loved loved my hobbies, loved flying. Um, career was important to me. Um, so, yeah, I still had my, as I said, I still had my health um, in 2020. Um, I still had a roof over my head, so I had what I needed. Um, but not anything more than that um, other than my relationship with Christ. Mm. 
So I guess that leads into what you've titled here, your faith experiment, uh, to steal that from yeah. Robbie's uh, program. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at my baptism in December um, 2019, I made a decision, a very active decision, to completely give my worries, give my troubles, and give my trust to God. Um, but I, yeah, uh, that's where this faith experiment to come in. So I, I did those things and sort of thought, well, I've got nothing more to lose. Let's mm. give it a go. Mm. Um, and yeah, Robbie, Robbie puts it well. Um, I was, again, look at the timing of this. Robbie was in Tasmania for the last, well, for two months. So I came to Christ. Came to Christ. Robbie led me initially in that journey. Mm. Um, and then he left to go to Melbourne. Mm. Um, so that was... And, Daniel and the prophecies were really um, important in his journey as well. So, again, just a few things that have happened that you can't attribute to, to randomness. But, yeah, I wish it was that simple uh, just to say I trust God. Mm. How do we know uh, if we do trust God? How do I know if I trust him enough? Yep. Um, yep. How do I know what he wants me to do? What, what yep. are his plans for me? There, yep. I guess there is a lot of questions that we struggle with. If temptation comes your way, how do you know whether that temptation is um, is something that you want to do, whether God wants to do? There's all these questions that arise. It's not as simple as just say you trust God. It's a whole it's a whole journey that's um, that's involved there. So. Um, yeah, finding finding that look, the, a fear that I had as well was if I trust God, but then there's plenty of scriptural examples where things you're not guaranteed, as we talked about, an easy path. So mm. how do, how should I respond when this path that God might lead me on goes through a dark valley, and another dark valley, mm. in my experience? So how how should I be fearful of that? I found found if you. If I should I have should my faith be so strong that I f- just walk through that dark valley with confidence? All those things as a new Christian, I found really um, almost intimidating. Mm. Of course, uh, Psalm twenty-three. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but it's not walking alone, is it? You're not it's, walking. You're not walking you're alone. You're walking with Christ and, uh, right beside us. And well, that's one of the yeah one of the important lessons that I've learned, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look, what I, in the the last few years as a Christian, the last two years as a Christian, I find that I pray, but then I doubt. Mm. Um, you know, I did I did like being in control, thinking that I was in control. Um, but yeah, um, I realized when I, when I prayed as well, um, I prayed, your will be done. Mm. And I found myself actually thinking about this when he doesn't answer my prayers directly, straight away, immediately. I then thought, well, am I praying your will be done, or am I actually praying that my that um, my prayer is that your that my will be your will? Yeah, that's right. Not your and will be done. <laughs> sometimes we we do that. We pray for our will to be done. Yeah, uh, and we ask God to help make that happen, but yeah. we're we're not actually asking God truly what He wants yeah. of us. But He does, and I've seen this in my life. He does provide. Mm. That provides not what I want, but what I need. Yeah, and then sometimes that's hard experiences. Yeah, um, I noticed you've got a, a verse here, Isaiah fifty-five eight. Do you want to yeah, uh, for, tell us what that's about? For for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways," said says the Lord. Um, that's it, it. Builds it for me. That means that I can trust Him. Mm. I don't know what God knows. Mm. Um, if I want something to be done in my timing, and if I want something to be done that I am praying for, 
I don't know the full picture. Mm. And there is ample scriptural evidence of humans wanting things done their way. And that in Isaiah says exactly that. I, if I trust in God, God is all knowing mm. that his path and timing is the best. And um, it leaves me just with that big, yeah, the big one, which is trust, trust in his timing and trust in what he knows and trust in his love for you. Mm. Well, that's where we're going to go next week. Uh, you're going to share more with us. And uh, a couple of the things that we're going to address next week is uh, digging more into this faith experiment, but also um, how do I trust God? Can I trust God? And what's my purpose of trusting in God? What's my purpose of my faith? And so we're going to keep exploring this. I really thank you for coming in today, George. And uh, obviously uh, Monday's program is going to be back with Afi Tuaoi, so do join us on Monday. But I want to thank you for coming in, George, and uh, and look forward to talking about this more. You've got a great testimony to share, and I really appreciate you coming in. This is Hills and Valleys by Torin Wells. We just have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. I've walked among the shadows. You wiped my tears away. And I felt the pain of heartbreak. And I've seen the brighter days. And I've prayed prayers to heaven from my lowest place. I have held your blessings, God, you give and take away. No matter what I have, your grace is enough. And no matter where I am, I'm standing in your love. On the mountains, I will bow my life to the one who set me there. In the valley, I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there. When I'm standing on the mountain, I didn't get there on my own. When I'm walking through the valley, I know I am not alone. Your God of the hills and valleys, hills and valleys, God of the hills and valleys, and I am not alone. My dreams get broken In you I hope again No matter what I know I'm safe inside your hands On the mountains I will bow my life To the one who set me there In the valley I will lift my eyes To the one who sees me there When I'm standing on the mountain I
the valleys It got of the hills and valleys And I am not alone 